Hello, hello everyone. How is everyone doing? So, this is Tamika Drake. You are listening to God's Gift Through His Word, and we are on the night series. And tonight we're talking about domestic violence, but we're talking about a safety plan. So, we're going to talk about the safety plan. We're going to talk about the things you need and how to prepare and things of that nature. So, yesterday I had, um, what did I have? Yesterday I had some cucumber, I always get it mixed up. I had cucumber lime with mint. Today I only have water. Isn't that a shame? Anyway, let's get right into it. So you want to have a safety plan. So domestic violence, it really is a volatile situation. So whenever you are in that situation, you must always be on guard and always be prepared. You never want to not be prepared because anything could happen within a moment one minute that person is feeling wonderful and happy with you the next minute you're in an explosive um, incident and something really tragic is happening and you just like need to go and you need to pack up your stuff and go so always stay on the ready always have in your mind if something should happen where will I go who will I go um, what will I need? Will I have the money? Have taken all of that into consideration because when it's that time, you don't need to be looking for things. You don't need to be searching for things. You don't need to be wondering how you're going to get your transportation. You need to have all that already figured out because that time when you're trying to leave is very dangerous and a lot of women and men lose their lives when they're leaving their abusers. So you really don't want to have to go back into that situation unless and less it's dire and I would advise you not to do that um, so I'm just saying that in case some people do return back it's not always a good situation so when I'm looking into this I was thinking about when I had to leave and I had been preparing in my head the entire time what I would do and what I would have to do because you know I have children so that makes it a little bit more complex because you have to take them into consideration as well if they're in school if they're in daycare what are the things you have to do in order to get everybody out on time and where you're going and timing is crucial and i think that is something that you should also keep in mind even when you're preparing to get your documents and things like that you want to make sure that you have a time frame and if you put a certain time in your head don't go past it. Make sure you leave at that time. Make sure you don't double back. Don't don't try and forget the time. Make sure you keep that time. Like make it a very important time and document it. And like, okay, if you're gonna say that you're gonna leave at four o'clock, four o'clock it is, not four fifteen, not four thirty, four o'clock, just so you can make sure you get everything together by that time. And you're heading to a friend, you're heading to family, wherever you're going, you're on your way and you have given yourself that ample enough time and preparation so that you can go. So somebody might say to me, oh, Tanika, you know what, he or she, not like this all the time, you know, sometimes they'll do it, sometimes not at all. 
Well, once again, I'm going to tell you for your protection and your safety, make sure you put a safety plan together. And by doing that, we're going to take a short little break just for a moment. And then I'll come back and we'll discuss about the different kinds of items you're going to need while you prepare your safety plan. Okay. Okay, so I am back and we are going to look at safety planning and we're going to continue talking about safety planning um, when you're in a domestic violence situation, but we're going to talk about it um, from the job perspective if you are at work. So if you're at work and this is going on, say your significant is troubling you and all of that, your employer needs to know these things. Sometimes as um, people, we do not want people in our business, but when it comes to domestic violence, that can't be hidden because not only will you be the one also hurt, um, that person can potentially hurt as other people as well. So your employer would need to know that kind of information, which means you would need to bring a picture. If you have a restraining order on them, make sure that the job is included, that they can't come near the job. Make sure your manager, supervisor, leader, um, whatever executive person needs to know these things so that they are aware of the situation and that they're not caught off guard and that they can protect you the best way that they know how. So um, that is one of the things I did. I know when I was working that my my manager said, I need a picture. I'm going to need a picture of that individual and I we need to make sure that you're okay. And they moved me from one location to another just to keep me out of harm's way. So sometimes people may think that employers don't care about that, but that is very, that's a, a myth to me and a highly big misconception that you keep that to yourself, but they need to know because it's a very serious and dangerous situation. So definitely tell your employer about the situation and let them know and provide as much information as possible so that they can be able to help in in the event that that person shows up to your workplace because that would not be good if the person comes up and nobody has any idea about that individual that's causing you grief so we're going to look at that so we're discussing the workplace and we are going to also be discussing the safety of a safety plan um, within your home because we think that our home is a safe place but when you have someone that is, is an abusive aggressor in your home it's never a safe place so if you have children um, this was a suggestion that was given to me and I utilized it and it was really very helpful um, for your children give them a code word give them a code word that if anything bad happens know that they can go to mommy or daddy or whomever that is so that code word only stays between you and the children you never give it to the other person the one that's causing the issue it's only between you and the children so say that their code word is coconut for something that's really bad all they have to tell you is mom dad coconut are one of the other 
and all they know is okay coconut they said something something's up let's go let's go over here and have a little chit chat what's going on and then the children can feel confident that if they have a code word they can feel confident that that's all they really have to tell you and they know that you will handle it so i did do that uh from a suggested a suggested code word that was given to me um, actually by one of my colleagues and said you need to really establish a code word uh, just in case something should happen not saying it will but do that and lo and behold um one of my children my daughter <clears throat> had told me one day when i had come home from work she said mom and she gave me the code word and i was like oh wow okay so this is serious let's go sit down and and go discuss it and had i not given her that code word there may have never been a safe way for her to feel safe about saying something even in front of her her dad so just saying that it gives the children it gives them power and it gives you confidence that they don't have to tell out everything right there but they have just a word and one word will let you know that something is up and it needs to be discussed so definitely giving yourself that um that protection for your children is very important as well because the kids can only say so much and be intimidated and scared and not want to say anything so a code word makes it easy and also if you're at home and you can change the locks on your door do so and don't give that person a key so that they can come in change everything and you can even change your phone number if you can do it and one thing that i found out is if you have um cell phone provider and even if you get a different cell phone um, number and you get a separate plan with the same uh, phone company provider I would advise you to as a suggestion get a totally different cell phone provider um, only because there are very easy ways that um, providers can give out your information not saying that they want to on purpose definitely not saying that but if the spouse has your information and they have all that they know about you they can get into that account now there's passwords and things that they set up as security but once again if they know all about you and they know those things it's easy to get around those parameters and really sway someone on the other line to give out some information about your account even if you have a separate line totally separate from their account so please keep that in mind um you might think that even if you you have a separate cell phone on the same provider that it's okay and you're good but it's it's always best to get a different provider even when you get a different number just get a different provider altogether and now we're going to talk about a restraining order and we're going to take a little short break real quick and we'll come back and talk about a restraining order and preparation to leave. Hey, 
there. I just wanted to let you know I really appreciate uh, what you were just talking about and, and uh, all the stuff you've been talking about the last few days and everything. So uh, uh, to let you know, it kind of inspired a little bit of a song I'm working on. So I'll try to get back with you in a day or two and try to play with it a little bit. It's not really a song. Don't go looking for no thing. But it just really did... Uh, it was very touching, so thank you for sharing. Well, I know this uh, reply is rather late, but uh, I just want to let you know that uh, your message you sent to me the other day was uh, really encouraging, and it uh, really brightened my day that day. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe I was having a really bad morning until, until I got that message. So, uh, yeah, thank you, and uh, have a good one. All right, all right, I am back. So we are going to be finishing up with our safety planning discussion for tonight. And so I do hope that this is helping someone. And like I said before, if you have anything that you would like to share, I always open it up. So anyone who is online, I will leave uh, my contact information. If you are on Google Play or Outcast or somewhere where you're not on Anchor, please go on ahead and I will shoot an email so that you can also contact me. Or if you would like to come on Anchor and make yourself an account, I would look forward to speaking with you. If there's anything that you would like to share, I welcome to hear it. So we're looking at a restraining order and also preparation to leave. So the two go together because one, once you put into effect the restraining order, you have got to prepare yourself to either leave or be prepared to have that person removed from the home if that can be done. But when a restraining order is put into place, you definitely don't want the person around because they're not going to be happy, number one, that there's a restraining order on, number two, that you're in the space that they were residing in and now they cannot have access to. So that will, those two things alone will cause someone to become very angry very quickly. So when you're doing your restraining order and every state is different, so definitely check the laws and check the courts and check people who can give you good counsel as to how you should go about a restraining order and what are the things you need to do in order to make that happen and definitely utilize that and make sure that you are calling and um, a restraining order is no not really valid if you're not calling whenever there's a violation if there's a violation definitely call have it noted have it documented not because you're trying to get the person thrown in jail but because obviously there is a court document that is set in place for your protection and that person needs to adhere to that and not be violating so when you are doing that it is a suggestion also to prepare yourself to either leave one or have the other person not be around. So if you have to prepare to leave, make sure you have everything that you need to go and that you don't have to return. Not saying you won't, but try to get everything you can. You might have to take two trips. Um, as myself, I had to return to pick up some things. But of course, um, it could have been really bad for me. But... 
saying that to say this, sometimes we can't do everything all at once. So if you have to go back to go get some things, go back and go get some things, but don't stay there. So when you are making your preparations to leave, make sure you have clothes, make sure you have your important documents and your important documents. Sometimes we forget those in the hurry. So you might want to have the prepared documents that you need ahead of time, either in a bag, a folder, something. So you know where they are. Your children's immunization records have their birth certificates. Of course, your cell phone, your checkbook, your debit cards, your address book. If you have one, any alternative keys that you have for, for your things like that jewelry, any kind of lease agreements, pets, if you can manage to take them, make sure the pets also have their vaccination records so that when you go to the new veterinarian in the new area, that they can see their history and also school records. Um, sometimes it's easier to take the school records and sometimes it's just a matter of making sure you have the information so that the records can be faxed to the new school. Make sure you have all the social security numbers for all of your children and tax documents. You may not think that taxes is a big deal, but it is if you are working from one state and go to file in another or vice versa. You always need to have those important documents with you and make sure you have found enough funds to get you out from where you need to and that you know where you're going to be staying, that you have the transportation and that you are ready to go. Because once you make that first step with the restraining order, you're going to have to either be prepared to leave or have that person to be prepared to be removed. Either way, you have to be prepared in both instances. So like I was saying, make sure you have all the prepared documents that you need and anything that you think is important that you may need, take it with you because you don't want to leave it and then you need it. So all important documents that you need, old bills, whatever it is, take it with you and fill up your car with as much items as you can take to get to your next destination and after that you just have to start working your safety plan of going back and seeing how you're going to resolve um, the now uh, relationship in the state that it is so with that being said I hope you guys are going to have an amazing night and I am going to leave a couple quotes with you before I get off of here. And one quote is, it says this, as a victim of domestic violence, you live in a constant state of alertness and anticipation waiting for the next attack to occur. So hopefully when you have put your safety plan together, you will not have to wait for that next shock to hit you that you will already be prepared and ready to go so one in four women will be a victim of domestic violence in her lifetime so while that is a very hard and shocking statistic it is unfortunately true until more more organizations and more people can start um, putting things together to help those that have been affected and also help those that are um, being the aggressors and the abusers. So on tonight, I hope you guys will have an amazing night, a peaceful night, a restful night. I will not be doing, um, the late night talk. 
on Saturday and Sunday, but please come back on Monday and catch me from 10 to 11 at night. And I'm hoping you guys will enjoy these segments. Please, I do encourage all of you to contact me and call in and leave voice messages. I love to hear them and I love to hear the stories. Um, it's an interactive time, so please do not be ashamed or afraid to share. I welcome it. And before I get off of here, I'm just going to share, I think, one or two uh, voice messages. So you guys have an amazing night and thank you for taking time out of your day to share some time with me. God bless and I will see you guys Monday. Tanisha Drake. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, it's no problem. I enjoy listening to your station, even though you do post a ton of music. You remind me a lot in the way in which how Red Sable and Angie Ray uh, puts together their station. But um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have uh, more people that are fans of the music um, than not. But I certainly appreciate your message of positivity and it's something that I am trying to do more of my we- my more of myself is to be positive. It can be hard at times, but what's the use of going through life negative when you don't have to be? So thank you and hopefully you are having a great Friday. 